So Eden Park was recently named by New Zealand Cricket as International Pitch of the Year, which is wonderful news. Yeah, good on them. And I'm, look, there's, it seems to be almost a habit in the media to sometimes bag Eden Park. I've been, I'm still extremely fond of Eden Park, and I think this is a great idea because, yes, hopefully, well, not hopefully, we are going to get professional rugby back right throughout the country. And Nick Sortner, who is the CEO of Eden Park, has come up, I think, with a hell of a good idea of how they might be able to get some people into the ground to watch the games, which I think would make a world of difference. He's on the line now. Very good afternoon to you, Nick. G'day, good Nick. afternoon, gents. Good Thanks mate. for your time. Oh, well, thank you very much. So what's your plan, Nick? Well, obviously, as you can imagine, it's been a, a really challenging time for the team, and um, our revenues have pretty much uh, ceased. So yep. the team, as you've uh, seen over the last probably three years, have been uh, come up with some creative concepts, whether it be a stadium glamping or rooftop tour and zip line. And um, we've been observing what's been occurring overseas and obviously locally and um, got to obviously acknowledge the great work that uh, the New Zealand government's done and everyone has been part of the team to get COVID-19 to where we're at. So... We think there's a real opportunity uh, to welcome people back to Eden Park when the time is right. And uh, we know with our robust procedures, we know with our entry points that we can segregate our crowd um, and safely uh, get people back into the stadium to experience sport and entertainment. And uh, we saw recently there was a business confidence survey where six out of ten people said uh, returning to normal life means rugby back at Eden Park. So Mm. we want to return back to normal life, but we want to do it in a safe and secure fashion. Mm. Now, Nick, your plan, as I understand it, and and if you could just run it through for us, is to have a number of separate designated gates. Because Eden Park is an all-seat facility, you're basically going to put people kind of into pods at the ground. Is is, is that kind of the story for, for spectators? That's correct. So we're working on a variety of models. We think that, um, well, if it was today, we could comfortably accommodate 40% of our capacity with with following the government guidelines. But we're mindful that um, it needs to be in consultation with um, all parties. But we do have 10 entrance points. We could comfortably accommodate 500 people through each of those entrance points, have them seated in social distanced bays, um, and be able to actually get that element of normality back. So we know that under alert level one that there's no restrictions on gatherings, and this is something that's changing on almost a daily basis. But we'd we'd be negligent if we didn't start developing, um, I suppose, strategies to welcome people back to Eden Park. Um, We understand the importance um, of Super Rugby returning for New Zealand Rugby and Sky Television, but that really doesn't help our revenue streams, um, it helps broadcast rights for the teams and, and we realise that that's uh, critical for the, the financial model. But for us, we need our members back, we need the barbarians back, we need our public back and we think that we can actually be a showcase for Stadia across New Zealand on how to how to manage that process. It's good, it's very proactive, good on you Nick. What's 40% of capacity for? What, what, what number is that? Well for us, we could go up to 20,000 if it was... Uh, Um, at that stage but we're not suggesting that now we know that um, over the next coming weeks and months that um, with our various plans that we're developing um, it may be that we implement 10 gate entrance points with 500 people and a crowd of 5,000 we see how that goes we get responses we've got our contact tracing we obviously will need to have our sanitizing stations we've got adequate toilets Um, our physical infrastructure but our robust processes 
do lead the world. Great. And we've been following, um, I suppose, developments internationally and looking to implement them domestically. Have you done any research from you know the public to, to kind of gauge their appetite, though, for getting back? Because I, I hope you're right, and you say numbers like 20,000, but even looking at our text machine, people are nervous, Nick. So do you, do you have any numbers or confidence levels that people are going to want to go back? Well, um, the information we're getting through, whether it be our corporate suites and our members, is that they do want to attend live sport. Mm. And um, I think there's the process and, and the leadership that the government's taken uh, to manage this uh, this crisis and this pandemic has, I think, given some confidence. They're, undoubtedly, people will um, revert back to their previous behaviours, what time it takes. And I think you've been talking about people in shopping malls or mm. um, Bunnings or Mitre 10. Um, I experienced on the weekend uh, the difference in um, people's attitude, um, no social and contact tracing, just straight in getting the hand sanitizer and getting their, their plants in the in the bunning. So um, I think that, that people want that element of normality. They want confidence mm. in um, what is being delivered and I'm very comfortable with uh, the processes we're developing um, that we could safely yeah. in line with government guidelines. But but we don't want to we don't want to rock the boat. We want to work in collaboration with our partners and, and we want to um, ensure that there is a, a safe approach taken. Good. Totally. Nick last question uh, for us I think and I'm really interested in this. Who do you now? Let me say I think your your idea of starting with ten gates, pods of five hundred, five thousand people is a really, really good imaginative one, and I hope it works for you. Who do you go to to get that? Do you have to approach New Zealand Rugby, or, or are you able to somehow go directly to the government? Well, a lot of our procedures, as you'd be aware, Phil, we're more than just a, a cricket and rugby venue. So a lot of these procedures have been developed, whether it be for our function business. Um, we obviously have tenants here at the park as well. Um, so weddings, functions, um, corporate events. So we need to have these processes for both event and non-event day. Yep. So we do work with a variety of government departments, but then also um, we'll need to have the sign-off from New Zealand Rugby if it was to happen uh, for the Super Rugby fixtures or hopefully for our Mitre 10 Cup later in the year. Very, very good. And finally from me, Nick, uh, you know, given groundskeepers are pretty precious about what they do and they don't like people tramping on their grounds <laughs> other than players, have you had any sort of conflict when you've got these new initiatives like the zip line? Do you get any flack from the groundsmen? <laughs> We're actually very fortunate that our curator and the team are just, um, so understanding of uh, the aspirations and vision of the park mm. and um, we talked about uh, we were going to have uh, the world's biggest drive-through restaurant and, and have a, a drive-in <laughs> cinema and um, Blair and the team were first in and saying well how can we help um, I think it's, we're a pretty nimble organisation we've, we've got just over 30 staff and um, it has decimated our workforce we've mm. had to reduce hours reduce uh, wages and, and sadly have some redundancy so Everyone realises we're in this together. Yep. Um, the great thing about Eden Park is we've been here for 117 years. I truly believe we will be here for another 117 years and we'll emerge stronger from this. Very good. Very, very good, good you, mate. Best of luck and well done on the initiative. Love it. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Nick. A lot. All Thanks, the best, Jim. mate.